Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Retro Sonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog, and you've just heard the Sensation Seekers and Jerk Beat, and that's uh, the title track of their new album, um, and that's uh, this episode's special instrumental theme tune. Um, the Sensation Seekers feature Angus from the Thanes and Le Boff, and uh, they describe themselves as Psych, Soul, Fuzz, Hammond, Beat, and I couldn't put it better myself. In fact, that pretty much sums up Retro Sonic Podcast. So welcome everybody, and um, tonight we have got a little special guest in the studio. Um, it's uh, Mr. Brett Buddy Ascot from the Chords and the Fallen Leaves, and the Moment, and Speakeasy, and uh, shall I go on? And they don't, you won't be able to finish the programme. Thank true. you very much for inviting me back to your palatial studio, Steve. You're welcome. And here we are, and um, it's nice to see you, buddy. And uh, I thought we'd bring you along to sort of talk, well, initially it was to promote your very special gig at the 100 Club, Budstock, but I understand it's now sold out, so there's no point talking about it anymore, there's not, is there? It's just completely ignore well that. It's <laughs> completely ignore the whole debacle. So anyway, congratulations, it's sold out in record time. You know, you've sold out the 100 Club. Uh, yeah, I was staggered. Um, I've never promoted a gig before, yeah. and um, to be honest, once I'd paid the fee for the venue, I was a bit... Mm. A bit concerned that I wasn't going to make any money for the charities that are involved, and um, but it sold 140 tickets within 24 hours and yeah. 240 in the first week, and it could have probably sold out twice over. Wow! But that's not down to me. Well, it's you're the, being modest. It's, it's it's is, the, it is, after all, the gig is entitled Budstock. <laughs> yeah, but it's the it's the stellar lineup that's attracting yeah. the punters. So anyway, the premise of it is it's your 60th birthday, yeah. it will be. Yeah. I know you, it's hard to believe, looking at you, sitting over there. Speak know. up, I, mean, <laughs> I can't quite hear what you're saying. <laughs> but congratulations, that's going to be great. And then, so so tell us about why this is such a, a special event. It's so special, well, in fact, you, you've even got the Guinness Book of Records involved. I have applied for a Guinness Book of Record. Um I don't know what I've, what it's going to be under the most sets or the most concerts played in one evening. Mm. Um, it's just something I wanted to do ten years ago, and um, I was in another combo at that point, and um, somebody flatly refused to do it, so I wasn't able to do it. And this time round, my wife said to me, "Get out of the house." No, she said, "Why don't you have a party?" And I went, "Oh, I don't want a party." And she said, why don't we hire somewhere, you know, we can show videos. I said, oh, what kind of videos? She said, not that kind not of video. Videos. No, not those. She said, <laughs> I told you to throw those out. Um, and then she said, well, why don't you do that concert that you wanted to do? And I said, no, 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 that's going to be far too much. And, I, and then I said, oh, hang on a minute. That's not a bad idea because now, ten years later, I'm a lot fitter because I played with the Fallen Leaves you know, hmm. almost, <laughs> almost constantly. Yeah. So and and also having a connection with the moment since then, and the rage have played recently. So it did kind of fit together, and um, so I was very pleased to put that line up together. And everyone has been fantastic. Yeah. Every single musician involved, and DJs and stage managers, everyone has just been brilliant. Yeah. So what you've decided to do is to actually try and get back together some or most of the bands that you've played with over the years. Yes. Um, and, and to get them all on board for the one night, and you're going to be playing drums throughout the evening, and they're going to be doing sort of, what, 20-minute 20, 20 sets each, I suppose? Yeah. 
So, so tell me some of the bands that you're going to be drumming with that night. Well, then. very briefly, because it could get quite It's going to be a long monotonous. night. Yeah, it will be a very long night. First group on at seven is going to be The Rage, yeah. who had a double album compilation out last year, uh, followed up by The Way Out. Um, that's the first show in 30 years. And followed by Speakeasy, which is probably the first show in two years. Mm. And Mark is coming over specially from Guernsey for that. Yeah. Then The Moment... Uh, we just played in Blackpool before Christmas, but Adrian's coming back from Germany for that, especially. Right. Then the Fallen Leaves, and we're playing two mini sets, one with Gareth okay. on bass and one with Matthew on bass. Oh, fantastic. And there'll be a crossover yeah. where there will be five people on stage for the first oh, time right. ever with the Fallen Leaves. Oh, when you said two bassists, I thought you were... Oh, no, no, no. They're going to be playing together, like yeah, two bassists. No, no, we're not the Grateful Dead. <laughs> um, no, there will be two separate bass players. Um both special in their own ways. and But there will be a crossover where there will be five people on stage. Mm. And then sh- closing the whole shebang is The Chords OK, which is my play on AN Other Group. And um, that will involve Martin Mason on bass, mm. an original founder member of The Chords, myself, Kip, um, Simon Stebbings of the Purple Hearts on guitar, and hopefully some special guests. Intriguing. Yes, I can't so say. So for those people that have got tickets, yes, it's going to be a really great night, isn't it? A really it? long There'll night. Be a lot of jealous people who, who won't be able to get tickets now because you've, you've been, I noticed you've been increasing the capacity of the hundreds <laughs> over the past. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's going to be bursting, isn't it? I did ask for a special dispensation and they seem to find 20 more tickets. Which... Is that because you're 60? They give you like a little special seats yeah. down the front or something? Yeah, I think so. I will be seated for the whole performance, yeah. I have to admit. Yeah. <laughs> But don't you think you're going to be a little bit... You're going to be so busy on the night, it's going to go around in a flash. You're not yeah. going to have time to yeah. really sort of enjoy the festivities, are you? No. That's why I'm trying to get it finished by quarter to 11. Because yeah. I've got a bar extension till midnight, so at least I can have oh, a drink really? afterwards. Oh, fantastic. Um, I am a little bit concerned about the uh, physical aspect. Yeah. Uh, but a friend of mine who who is uh, in the defibrillator business is coming, <laughs> Dave Sullivan. No, seriously. Oh, really? And he, he might even make a little <laughs> fundraising speech at one point. So um, hopefully he'll have one with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, that, I think you're going to need it down there. Not because of the age as such of the, most of the audience, the but because it gets very hot. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be hot. Yeah. But it's going to be a good night. It's, it's, it's great that you're doing that, I think. And a lot of the... I don't want to sound like smashy and nicey here, but it's a lot of it is for charity, isn't it? And um, It's for all charity, mate. All yeah, the profits are going to charity. Yeah. Batsy Dog's Home, yeah. uh, Crisis, Samaritans, yeah. uh, St. Christopher's Hospice, and the Roll Out the Barrel Trust. Excellent. Well... I can't wait for that. I've managed to get my ticket, <laughs> which is hint, good. Hint. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be great. So um, uh, that's, that's good news. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and also um, there's a possibility that Faye Hallam will play keyboards on a couple of speakeasy songs. Ah, okay. If, if she can find the time and I can find the cash, mm. um, it would be great because she was a founder member of Speakeasy. And I know that yeah. she's in yeah. your thoughts this week. Well, that's right. Yes, she certainly is. You know, and um, that's because she, she was on the first album, the Speakeasy album. Yeah, but she she was on the first EP, um, a chap mm. called Paul Hooper Keeley, the house band who made the first Mod Aid single. Sorry, the second Mod Aid single is a version of What You're Going to Do About It, the Small Faces mm. song. Um, the basic house band was myself, Simon. Mark 
Le Galais, and we had Mike Evans also from the Action, the 60s mod oh, icons. Fantastic. Lovely bloke. It's got a box set for Christmas. They've done the new um, compilation, which is the book, the book box set. It's a great compilation of all the stuff they've ever done. It's, it's fantastic. It will be fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Mike sadly passed away a few years yeah. after that, and yeah. um, he's much missed. He was a, such a gentleman. Yeah. So, um, yes, I think that was a, a three-track EP that we originally put out on, on Paul Hooper-Keeley's label. And um, although Faye didn't join us for the album... We put those tracks on the album. Yeah. And she added another dimension as she would, you know. I mean, she's a fantastic yeah. keyboard player. So and the only person I've ever seen who's destroyed two Hammond organs <laughs> in one session in a studio. I mean, that takes some... <laughs> what, with a sledgehammer? <laughs> Sadly not. Just with her bare hands. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. such an animal when it comes to playing the organ. Well, uh, let's, hear an ex- let's hear an example of it. Let's hear, you know, Faye Hammond with Speakeasy. And this is from the album Speakeasy, and here's a fantastic track called Seeds.
and at the Seeds, featuring the vocal and pan and organ talents of um, Faye Hallam. And yeah, talking of Faye, as you alluded to, um, our next Retroman blog night is this coming Saturday, February the 9th, and we've got the Faye Hallam group headlining. Fantastic. With, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Along with King Mojo, who are coming down from up north. Also fantastic. For a very rare London show. I mean, I don't think they've played in London since we did the show with the Grand Day when they did the Solar Flares reunion at the Waterbats. Well, here's the thing. They're coming all the way from Middlesbrough. Yes, and you'll... And then the Fallen Leaves are going all the way to Middlesbrough the same, <laughs> same night. night yeah. That's how much we are so be intent on not meeting them. It's such a bad luck in the bad time. It's you know. terrible. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know what the word is, ironic or fateful. It's just fate, isn't it? You'll be passing each other on the motorway then. Yeah. You know. But what a shame. But um, it's going to be a great night. And uh, I said we've got, um, I mean, King Mojo, I love them. They're, they're, they're such a great band, a great bunch of guys as well. And they went down a storm when we put them on at the Water Rats as one of the support bands at and the Solar really, Flares reunion. They've got a really good album as well. Fantastic album called Do Not Feed the Dancing Bear. Yeah. And let's, let's play a track. Let's play King Mojo and Hindsight. Fantastic King Mojo with Hindsight, taken from their their only album, 
at the moment, uh, Do Not Feed the Dancing Bear. And I said, you can see them at the Half Moon Putney supporting Faye Hallam on this coming Saturday, February the 9th. And if you're not going to Middlesbrough, go to Putney. And if you're not up in... <laughs> yes, that's right. But don't let, me, don't let me put you off going to see you the Fallen Leaves in Middlesbrough. And where are you playing? We're playing the West Garth Social Club once again. It's oh, is that Dave, Dave Griffith? It is, yeah. Yes. Um, promotionless. Yes. Easy for you to say. Yeah. 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 Our day's great. You know, he puts on some fantastic shows up there. And ours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing Manchester. He the couldn't night get King Mojo. He wanted to get King Mojo, but they were down in London. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, your so fault. He couldn't, he couldn't book them. No. So the night before, we're playing at the Castle in Manchester. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Friday, and the Thursday, mm. working backwards, we're doing a radio session for Mark Riley on BBC Radio Six. Wow. Playing live. With all that yeah. that entails, and this is at the legendary Maid of Ale Studios. At the legendary Maid of Ale Studios yeah. that uh, is the venue of um, countless jo- sessions, John Peel sessions. John Peel session yeah. that saved the chords back in 1979. What do you uh, mean save? What do you mean save the chords? Well, I think on the interview we did before, I mentioned that we had signed to Jimmy Percy's label. Oh and, right, yes, and then that's a right. riot had ensued. That's right. Um, with the undertones yes when we were sporting the undertones well we finished the tour with the undertones and that obviously came to John Peel's attention because he was a big fan of theirs Mm. probably their biggest fan and we were invited to go in and make a session for him at this point Polydor were getting cold feet I don't know if they thought we were troublemakers we probably were or whether we were just I don't know what they thought but um, for two months we were in limbo Mm which is a little avenue just off Oxford Street. <laughs> and um, we did the radio session, and it's probably still the best thing we ever did um, on record because it just mm. captured our live sound. And lo and behold, two days later, we played Dingwalls, and all these record companies turned up. Arista, Virgin, right. uh, Fiction were there, and and then almost immediately Polydor picked us up. So yeah. they... That that was the turning point for us. Yeah, because they'd heard the session. Yeah, and thought they'd heard what we could sound like on record. Yeah, but why why was it why would you have would you have finished it? What, what, was the band close to packing it in then at the time? Before no, the I just I, I, this is just before the film Quadrophenia came out, and um, we should have had the first mod single, but the Percy debacle put an end to that. Yeah, and I don't know why they didn't pick up the option immediately. Maybe in deference to Percy. Because he was a big star then. Well, yeah, he's true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he yeah. said, they don't want to work with me, I don't think you should work with them. Yeah. What, what track would you pick out of the sessions that you recorded for the BBC? I think it's a song that you don't hear very often on the radio. It's uh, called It's No Use. Don't 
And that was the chords from their uh, BBC sessions. That was It's No Use. And, and you've, we're looking now at the little booklet with the CD here, buddy. It's, uh, it's great. Do you remember much about the session? Um, I remember it being broadcast and it sounding fantastic coming out the radio. And John Peel was very kind. Mm. He said this sort of thing. You must have read more than enough already, I would say, about the chords, the band at the front of the current mod revival. Has it just moved to Lancashire? <laughs> <laughs> the important thing, really, is does their music stand up? It stands up. And then he went straight into Something's mm, Missing. Fantastic. And I didn't know John Peel was Australian. It's <laughs> <laughs> uncanny, it's like he's in the room with us. <laughs> you know. But it's, yeah, great, no. but it's a fantastic session, you know, and... Um, I said, if, if, if you, I, I mean, it's a shame I can't make it because I'd love to go to the, to the studio because it's sad that it's closing down, apparently. It's really, it's, it's a, the end of an era and it's an institution. I, I, I'm, I think it's terrible. Those um, producers at Made of Ale were geniuses. I mean, they were, they've been there for years and they really knew what they were doing. They knew the desk, yeah. they knew the room, they knew every single microphone mm. and they knew how to get the best sound. And so we just went in and performed and they captured it. Yeah. Perfectly, and I'm hoping we will get the same result on Thursday. Except we're playing live. Ah, right, okay. Which is yeah. uh, oh, that's really cool. wow, that's quite daunting. Really nerve-wracking, yeah. yeah. If you drop a drumstick <laughs> yeah. or a plectrum, <laughs> yeah. or forget the words, Rob. Um, so there's no. It's not. You see, this is what we were talking about earlier. I, I just assumed that when they were doing like a radio session like that, that they were just recorded and then shipped in and played. A day later or so the, whatever, but I didn't know you're actually <laughs> broadcasting live out to the the chords the didn't. The chords recorded it. I think all bands recorded their sessions then. Yeah, for whoever it was, Kid Jensen or um, Dave Lee Travis yeah. or um, some other. Yeah, I have to be careful. Um, but now, for Mark Riley, we'll play three tracks live. Yeah like we did in Manchester before for him and then we will record one track for Gideon Co mm. so we can have a few stabs at that one but the other three there's only one take whoa, whoa. pressure's on whoa <laughs> <laughs> the studio goes back years doesn't it yeah. yeah they've had everybody there from the mm. Beatles to the Fallen Leaves and if you check the blog, www.retromanblog.com, you can see uh, some photos of the Downliner sect recording a session there. Um, my colleague, uh, rock photographer Paul Slattery, went along with your um, Fallen Leaves guitarist, Rob Simmons, who's a big fan. And they went to witness the, the, you know, the Downliner sect recording a session there and took some pictures. And you can see the photos of them in the studio up on the blog. And Paul took some pictures of the studio itself and talks a little bit about the history. So it's it's fascinating little um, Did they play there story. in the 60s as well? I think they must have done, you know. They must well have done. And I think it's like Bing Crosby played his, did his last yeah, I think we supported him there, there's, yeah. there's like, It's <laughs> like... Is he... <laughs> I think we shared a dressing room. <laughs> shared it, a dressing, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a plaque up there. So it, I said it's a shame. It, it goes beyond just our modern taste yeah. of music you know this, these are important places and they should be preserved I think you know? I mean I haven't been there since 1980 but I do remember the canteen was fantastic because yeah. it was everything was so cheap food drink and this is your first time back since the court session yeah yeah oh great so yeah. you're looking forward to it very much you're looking forward to being broadcast live to the nation you know no pressure at all yes thank you, know. you. oh dear but I'm sure it's going to go great so that will go out on this Thursday that's the Mark Riley show on um, Six Music yeah I think from 7 till 9 7 to 9 that's great so I'm looking forward to, to hearing that and um, hopefully Paul will go along and take some photos as well so um, we'll put that up on the blog and we're looking forward to, to hearing the session so listen in Six Music this Thursday 
And as I said, we're going back to Faye Hallam. I said we're putting on the our next Retro Man blog night at the Half Moon. Uh, we're really looking forward to it, and we've got um, a great track to play here. This is uh, hopefully this will make the set. On, on, I know Faye's going to be playing a few oldies as well. There's some new material. Um, she's got a new album out um, coming out in the spring. And here's a track that she did with the Bongolian. Um, a great album called Lost in Sound. And here's a fantastic song called Freefall. Faye Hallam and the Bongolian and Freefall from their Lost in Sound album and we hope to see you at the Half Moon in Putney on this coming Saturday, February the 9th. Um, also coming along, we said we mentioned King Mojo who are supporting but we've got a great DJ, Lee Grimshaw from the Spin Out Show. He's, uh, he's going to be spinning some tunes. Is that how they say it these days? I'm not sure. Uh, spinning some... I don't know what the young people don't know what get up to He's going to be playing some vinyl. Um, real vinyl, no CDs or playlists. It's going to be some what, great records. No MP3s. No, no, nothing like that. He's going to be spinning some discs for <laughs> us between the bands and before and afterwards. And the bar goes on till one o'clock in the morning. So wow. um, we've got lots of dancing time and all <laughs> sitting down, nodding. <laughs> maybe I can time. get. Maybe I can get back down from Middlesbrough. You might be, You probably will actually. <laughs> um, but I said Lee's, Lee's a great DJ and he does the spin out show um, every Wednesday. And um, I said it's it's going to be a, a really great night. Lee also, not only does he do his um, spin-out show and his review where he goes out DJing um, with Little Miss Mojo who does live vocals, he's uh, started up a record label called Spin Out Nuggets. 
And it's been released in some great limited edition 7-inch vinyl recently by sort of Andre M. Uh, he's done some, some great stuff with the Nettles and some Midway bands. And a great record that he's just released is by the Edinburgh-based The Girl Fridays. A uh, great three-track 7-inch uh, single, which is out now. And here's a track from it. This is called Shake Shake. Fridays and Shake Shake from their new limited edition 7-inch vinyl single um, which is out now on Spin Out Nuggets Records. Very good that was. I have to say the uh, drum intro reminded me very much of the Buzzcocks, Nothing Left. Oh right. Nothing wrong with that. No, it's great. Uh, They're a great band. You know, we reported on them um, when they played at Beat Wave down in Hastings last year so you can check out some videos and pictures and a review of them um, uh, from the Beat Wave Festival on the blog from last year and they're, they're a great band. Uh, it's a, good to have the single out. It's got great artwork, which you can't see on the podcast, but go on the blog and you can check out the artwork and you can order that from Spin Out Nuggets. We'll put all the links to where you can buy all the records up on the blog. There'll be links to all the record companies and, and of course, Buddy's um, gig. Information on that. If you're lucky to get some tickets from a tout outside on Oxford Street, we'll put all the links where you can get them. 
Um, the Eagle Fridays, fantastic band. Yeah, sound very good. And talking of sort of good record labels that release limited edition singles, um, the Manchester-based Crocodile Records, as, uh, which I think you know. Russell. Russell from Manchester, yeah. Man United fan. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. get him in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, he's, he's releases some great records and he's promoting a band from um, from Bordeaux in France called The Wild Zeros and there's a great single that's and a great a name for a group it's a good it's a good name it's one of those names that you think has it not been taken you yeah. think it must have been taken but it's such a great record. Yeah, the Wild Hearts and you've had yeah. the Zeros put the two yeah, together the Wild Zeros it's, yeah. it's a great and they, and they sound perfectly matched to their name what's it called alliteration what, what was it? A- alliteration alliteration no no no, no nomenclature 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 Anyway, here's the Wild Zeros and a track from their new single. This is She Knows. The Wild Zeros and She Knows. Really like that. Crocodile Records. Yeah, I love it. It's great, isn't it? Very good. I'll have to tap Russell up for a freebie on Friday. Yeah. If he's going to turn up. Oh, of course, you're playing in Manchester, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I would hope he would be. I hope he'd be there. But that's a great, great single. And he's doing some good stuff up there with Crocodile Records. Yes. Really great label. And the same as with Lee. You know, they're getting their little identity, they're getting their little. It's good, isn't it? Is this this the rebirth of punk, do you think? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think. He's a bit old for that, though, are we? No, no, it's great that there's these little independent labels and they're getting an identity with the, with the sort of choice of bands they're putting out, yeah. with, the, with the sort of artwork and the way they promote it. I just think it's fantastic, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously you've got Damaged Goods, which is leading the way. They're there now. They're almost like a bit mainstream. They are, yeah, you know, they've been but, established for years. Yeah, but you've got these little people that are just coming out, putting out these limited edition singles, you know, and it's... Uh, I think it's fantastic. How limited, do you know? I don't know how many, but um, I don't know, I wouldn't mind 300 or something like that. As a run, 
but great stuff, you know. Um, I, I love it, and, and I, you know, you mentioned that sounded a little bit like the Buzzcocks and all like classic punk stuff, didn't it? That Wild Zeros. Yeah, the like, start was very Buzzcocky. Yeah, and it's a shame because I mean we haven't done a, I haven't done a podcast since the, the, the sad news of, of Pete Shelley, you know, passing away, which was sort of hit everyone really hard, didn't it? It's, it's just amazing the, the sort of outpouring of, of sort of emotion from people and music fans. It hit know? me harder than Bowie, to be honest, because. He was a contemporary, um, and I did meet him. And, you know, he was a really, really nice bloke. Very funny, very mm. dry, sardonic wit. Um, and the last time I saw them was at the garage, probably about four years ago. Mm. And I went with Dave Edwards, yeah. and uh, he managed to get me a ticket. And we mm. walked in, and I had a bad back, so I said, well, I'm going to go and stand at the back. <laughs> and um, as he recalls it, Within 30 seconds, I was jumping around and down the front pogoing. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is not something somebody post-50 should be doing. Yeah. Um, but they were just brilliant. They've got a new... Uh, they had a new young rhythm section, bass yeah. and drums, and they, yeah. were, they were brilliant. Really, really mm. on the money. Mm. And, of course, Diggle, you know, topping it off. Yeah. They were excellent. And um, he will be missed. Yeah, it's sad news. And I think as people of our, our age, I mean, we I grew up with that. I mean, to me, he... I mean, yeah, Bowie, I'm too young to, to have the impact of, say, Bowie. I mean, Bowie is part of my musical upbringing, but Buzzcocks, for me, and those bands that I yeah. saw, that I grew up with in sort of 78, 79, you know, seeing them on top of the pops, that was how I got my intro into punk, seeing the chords, you know. I'm sitting yeah. here in front of one of my legends that when I was a young kid... So young, watching Top of the Pops, right. looking at you, all right, on Top right. of the Pops, <laughs> thinking, who's that old man on the drums? <laughs> you know, there was the sort of bands that I grew up with. I was too young for the real start of punk, you know, but that, that's what I love. So the Buzzcocks, and, the, and they, were, they were just so unique because they were playing this fantastic pop music. You know? It was, it was pop music. It was just this catchy, melodic pop music that, again, was punk. It wasn't punk, what was it? You know, because punk was meant to be this snarling, aggressive. And it's very hard to write a lyric. That is non-specific like that, because um, it can apply to anybody, and you can interpret it in any way. And that's yes. that's one of the reasons why I think it's transcended all the all the yeah. stuff that's gone on since. You know, mm. if you put a Buzzcocks track on jukebox in a pub, yeah, it still sounds fantastic, and and people will sing along. And the lyrics they never sound dated no. because they're non-specific and. Um, he was just a, a, a brilliant writer. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I mean, I met him as well. Um, and again, I, I got nothing nothing but good to say about him. You know, he, he, he was fantastic. And it's sad news, you know, and um, I, I follow them all the time. I mean, even like you said, I saw them recently up to their later... I saw the great show they did at Brixton Academy when they had the, the Buzzcocks back to front, where they had... Oh, right. they start, which was a, a fan's dream. It's the sort yeah. of thing you wish more bands would do, you know, where you start off with the, with the current line-up. You know, playing like the current albums, and and they did some great new records. You know, I mean, a lot of their new new music doesn't get a lot of credit, but they, T- they, totally from the heart. Totally from the heart. Track. Oh, I'm glad you said that because that's one of my song. what an album opener. I yeah. mean, all set that album when they released that, or even the one with the trade test transmission. Yeah. you know, modern. They 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 were producing great albums. That's alliteration know? there. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Trade test you know, transmission. But totally from the heart. I was going to play that as my choice. Yeah, no, my latest choice. But but it. You know, and I, I thought they were still, you know, still playing well and because they didn't they didn't age because they didn't have any any sort of political f- affiliation such. They didn't have any. They weren't never dated. It was just no. timeless pop music. Yeah. You know? 
And seeing that gig at the at Brixton where they had the, the, the line-up, the new line-up, and then they had the, like, the encore-y bit where they had the classic, what you would call the classic line John Mayer played. John Mayer. No, it's huge Steve influence Garvey, on me. you know, and they had they had the classic lineup that I grew up with, you know, all those classic singles. Yeah. And then there's a, the encore encore. They had Howard Devoto come on, and they played wow. like Spiral Scratch. Blimey. I mean, you can't get any better as a fan, and it worked perfectly, and it was such a dream. And as I said, it's you went seeing people's comments of uh, on Facebook and social media and in the, in the music press. You know, you realise it was quite upsetting, you know, because he had a big part to play in my musical upbringing. And we both chose a track. We were talking about what, how can you choose a song? You know, you can pick anyone. You can pick hundreds. But I think we both picked this one, and this is a great track. Can I do the drum intro on the table? Here we go. This is the Buzzcocks, and I don't mind. Reality's a dream. A game in which I seem to never find out just what I am. I The Buzzcocks and I Don't Mind from another music in a different kitchen and I, I, I don't know if I'm out of place but I always thought when you drum I know you're a massive fan of Keith Moon and but I always found your style was more like John Mayer's well John Mayer is a huge Moon fan then am, I, tell am I by Mark or am I, am I no 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 he's a massive influence on me probably as, as strong as Keith Moon because I couldn't play like Keith Moon but mm. I, I, I could aspire to play like John Mayer because yeah. I understood what he was doing Didn't, doesn't mean it was easy um, but he was very rhythmic very disciplined actually yeah. compared to Moon and um, but he still had the mood obsession. He was still playing premier drums, and he had them at a certain angle. And he's playing Zildjian cymbals. Yeah. There's little these little um, 
giveaways to other drummers that you know. Same with Martin mm. Chambers in The Pretenders yeah. and Clem Burke of Blondie. Obviously, we're all all Moon fans. Yeah, but I mean, Clem Burke, you can sort of see it because he was extravagant. Yeah, and he was bang, you know, you can. But the thing is with with John Mayer is that he doesn't get a lot of credit because he you know, he's very disciplined. So, but if you listen carefully to his oh, drumming, brilliant. It's unbelievable because he's so tight. Yeah. And there's so many fills, but it's yeah. not it's not that extravagant drumming style. No, bang, no. Bang, crash, no, bang, look at this, wonderful. Fantastic. He's so this, but there's so much going on. How he can keep it in that rhythm and, and do so much in that short space of time. And that's he's why he's a think, master of the hi-hat as well. When yeah. to open it and close it and when to let it slosh around yeah. and build a song mm. using that. Just that one tiny part of the drum kit yeah. to build a song's intensity. No, it's, it's, it's true. It's, Absolutely. It's and and uh, I, I think yeah, I could see that in your style, you know, of how you play, you know, that that's... You know, we used to do Buzzcock songs at Soundchecks yeah. all the time, the chords. We yeah. used to play uh, undertones and Buzzcock songs more yeah. than anything else. Did you ever play with the Buzzcocks as a no, sport? No, no. I saw them, the first time I saw them was in 77, yeah. on the bill with The Clash, The Jam, wow. Subway Set with wow. Rob Simmons and The Prefects and The Rainbow. Wow. That was something else. That was May '77, and when I saw them at the Greyhound in Croydon, yeah, probably a month later, yeah, wow. So I was a huge Buzzcocks fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny, the funny, the funny story I can tell you about them is that I went to see them at the Rainbow, and we were in the pub opposite before the George Roby. This Mm. must have been '78, possibly early '79. Somebody said, "Oh, we're going to go and see the support group." And we said, oh, who's, who's supporting? And somebody said, oh, I don't know, it's some band called Joy Division. And we went, no, nah, we'll stay, we'll have another, have another drink in here. <laughs> oh, no. So I never saw them. So you missed all that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, crap rain. Don't want to yeah. see that, you know. Oh, I thought, I thought the chords would have played with the bus card. I don't know, I always sort of saw you as well. No, with the undertones, the lurkers, 999. Yeah. The jam, obviously, stiff little fingers. Yeah. But not never them. Yeah, but anyway, it's, um, it's sad news, and uh, you know, obviously, we'd like to pay our little tribute at Retroman Blog. I'm from Buddy. So, next up, let's play a couple of new tracks I've got sent into the blog. Because I, I haven't done a podcast for a while now, so I've got a lot of tracks building up. So, I'm going to pick a few songs that uh, sort of stand out. And here's a track um, from an American band called The Bookends. And they've got a new album out called Far Away But Around, and here's a track called A Girl Like Me.
that was the bookends and a girl like me and that's taken from their lp far away but around and um, that's uh, two cousins sharon and karen and they were known as the bookends since they were kids as they were being they were born just 12 days apart so i suppose you can see where the nickname came from and they've carried that on through their life and they've called their band the good job bookends. they weren't twins isn't it oh, i know exactly <laughs> <laughs> It's a great track, and their album, as they far away but around, is, is really worth getting hold of. It's a great bit of uh, sort of psychedelic pop. And next up, we've got a track from the Northampton-based band The Hurricanes, who cite amongst their influences as Graham Day and The Who. So it sounds like our sort of band, doesn't it? Yeah, really? it sounds right up my strata. It does, doesn't it? So let's hear a track from them. This is uh, The Hurricanes with a track from their album called Let's Go, and here's the title track. <laughs> Riftastic 
It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And you can see that. I suppose you can see their influences there. Uh, so Hurricanes and Let's Go from the. That's a title track from their new album. Let's go. Yeah, I like that. That's very good. You like it? And, well, I hope you're going to like it because they're supporting you, Fallen Leaves, at your minimum R&B club night at the Hope and Anchor on the 21st of September. I'll be there. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you like it. You know. um, so I think we'll have to go along and see them. Um, that must be a good night. I think that'll be a good mix for a good match so yeah. to see you and the, uh, the, the Hurricanes together. Uh, great band. So they've been getting a lot of airplay recently on... Like the Glory Boy radio show and, uh, and and getting some good press. Funny enough, talking if I can change the subject a little bit. He says reaching, reaching across the reaching table. Across table to this lovely book here. So talking about fanzines, which again, which is what I grew up with. I used to do a do a fanzine in the eighties. Um, cut and paste, photocopy, yep. and all that. And you've got a book here that called Modzines. Yep. Fanzine culture from the mod revival. By Eddie Pillar and Steve Rowland, which again, bit of synchronicity. Steve Rowland designed my gig poster for Faye Hallam. It's a great poster. We were just talking about it. Was in, we in saw the it pub. Out, yeah. It's all yeah. in the Half Moon. We were down in the Half Moon before we did this interview, and we saw the posters everywhere. And it's all up around London, and all the record shops. Well, there's not many left, but we put them in every record <laughs> shop. Both record shops. So there's posters, Faye Hallam posters all over London, and Steve designed that. Yeah, for me, and I, that was great a great, poster. great thing. And and he's been invited. And you went along to the launch party. Yes, yeah. it was quite an emotional evening, actually. Was it? Why? Yeah. Were you drunk? Well, of course. But also, there were a lot of people I hadn't seen for a while, right. and some dear friends. And um, you know, it was a symbiotic relationship because without the music, mm. the mod scenes wouldn't have existed. Yeah. But the mod scenes also really helped us yeah. because. They came along before NME and before Sounds and yeah. before Melody Maker, yeah. and well, Melody Maker didn't wouldn't give us the time of day to be honest. Yeah, um, and the other two, it was a real flash in the pan for them. Mm. So the modzine stuck with it, and I learnt a lot from reading this book um, on Saturday night in Brighton. I had three hours to kill, so I took yeah. it down with me, and I got through it. And um, mm. I learned a lot about the whole of the mod and alternative scene yeah. between '82 up to the present day. Mm. It's a great book. I mean, it's fantastic. I love it. I mean, I did. They deliberately printed it on sort of inferior paper, so you've got that. You've got the fanzine feel. To yes, it, exactly that. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is such a great book. It's the first time I've seen it. I, mean, I knew about it. I couldn't make the launch party, but. I mean, it's the first time I'm looking at it, and it is a great book, and it it takes me back to what I was doing because again, because I grew up more with with the punk scene, um, but the, the the mod thing was doing the same sort of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of crossover. I mean, when I was growing up, there was more crossover with the garage rock scene and the, and the prisoners and the milkshakes and all that. But there's a great underground mod scene here as well, isn't there? You know. Well, in in some ways, that Medway scene I think kept the whole mod thing going after the mod revival folded. Because yes. most of the groups, let's be honest, jettisoned. Yeah. After eighty one. Yeah. It was, you know, the Hearts, Secret Affair, Russ, yeah. Merton Parkers. They were all disbanded by eighty two. Yeah. And then, the, and then that Medway scene came along and picked up the kind of the style, if not, I mean, it was a more sophisticated sound than we had. Yeah, isn't it? And here we are. There, there you are. Look, the chords feature. There's you in all your glory as a youngster. All my glory. Often wearing a silly hat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. 
But this is this is a great book, and as I said, this is um, Steve Rowland, Eddie Pillar, mod zines, fanzine culture from the mod revival, and it's oh, it's on a good, it's on Omnibus Press, which yeah. is really good for for music books. I mean, pretty much most of my library is made up of Omnibus Press. I'd check it out. I mean, omnibuspress.com. Have there's a look. A, there's another book there on the table. Oh, okay. Which was also launched. It was launched at the same night. It is like okay. chess on the radio, isn't right, it? Right. Well, let's look at this next book. What have we got here? This is a mighty fine-looking book. Yeah, this is on a bit of quality paper. Wow, look at that. Oh, wow. Mod Art. Mod Art. Paul Smiler Anderson. So this is music and graphics, fashion and art, mod design from the 50s to the 90s. And there's a great picture of um, Pete Townsend with his Union Jack jacket. It's a nice art. Oh, that is a lovely book, isn't it? Look at that. Yeah. And Paul Smiler Anderson. Is that Dave Edwards? Yes, mate? his DJ partner. DJ. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is the first time for me to see this, so I do apologise, everybody. That you, he's, actually, he's, he's dribbling on my signed I'm dribbling copy. dribbling on your signed copy of the book. But, I, I mean, what I'll do, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely do a feature on this, on, the, on, on these two books on the blog, so you can see them. Um, because, obviously, Buddy features strongly in all of these um, books. I'm right? a shameless slut. Shameless <laughs> self-publicist that he is he just happened to have these on the table in front of me I don't know <laughs> Who'd have actually of they've been on the table since I came home late yeah, on okay. Thursday night yeah I saw him moving them on the night on the <laughs> what a great well, that's fantastic and this goes back right obviously to the height of the Carnaby Street Lord John pictures of Lord John's store what a great book fantastic oh I, I think I'm going to have to steal this, this off me or borrow it off you this is this is great and I said this, that's and making oh, look, and, it's, and, the, and the page has opened oh, on opened. a picture of a nine-year-old Faye Hallam. Faye making time, there we go, pictures of making time and old um, flyers of, of the making time, the crawdaddy, the plough and harrow in Leighton Stone, pictures of Faye Hallam, which again you can see at our Retroman blog night on February the 9th at the Half Moon Putney. Um, oh, and there you go, making time, there's a, oh, there's a great section on making time of Faye Hallam here. You've got all the logos... You've got their album covers, um, Rhythm and Soul, new album. Fantastic. Um, what a great book. Interview with Faye as well. So that's great. so good. So as I said, that's Mod Art, Paul Smiler Anderson. And is that published on Omnibus as well? Um, so definitely have a look at omnibuspress.com and spend all your hard-earned cash on that. Thank you, buddy. That's, that's good. I'm glad to see those. That's, uh, that's nice. So... I'm inspired now. Serendipity. Yeah, serendipity and a bit of uh, bit of going back to my old culture and my old fanzine days myself. And talking of serendipity, um, and talking about Faye Hallam in there, um, the bass player of Faye Hallam's group is uh, none other than uh, Andy Lewis, who uh, is has also worked with Paul Weller, and he produced the new French boutique album, um, L'Aime de Paris. Oh, that's means, beautiful uh, the way you said that. Did you like that? Yeah. The soul of Paris. Does that sound better? They are the most stylish group in Europe I think they are are we allowed to say Europe on the podcast are we allowed to say I think we're still allowed to say Europe yeah we can say it until well, March the 20th they are the, the most stylish group great friends of ours on the blog and podcast we've uh, obviously um, featured them many times over the years and they've played at the Half Moon Putney as well to great effect yes and they supported Faye Hallam last year at the 100 Club which was a great show yeah good great, night yeah. great night and they they sort of showcase some new songs at the gig at the 100 Club and finally they've got around to a new album which is out now and here's a track from the album produced by Andy Lewis and this is French Boutique and The Word I 
And that was our good friend's French boutique and a track called The Word from their great new album Lame de Paris. I think I pronounced that right, but it's The Soul of Paris. Again, I think don't that's look at right. me. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, fantastic track, and the album is brilliant. I mean, I, I love that band. Um, the, the most stylish group they you've are. ever seen. Yeah, They're definitely the most stylish group, and uh, love them to bits. And they will be playing um, at the Hand in Hand in Brixton on Friday, February the 22nd. Uh, the Hand in Hand is actually now run by um, Chris Scopes and Albert Cummings. Who used, Albert used to do the Putney Club, where yep. we used to go a lot. Yeah, we used to go and see. Well, it's great on my doorstep. There. So, yep. but, I, but I am going to trek over to Brixton for that because yep. not only are the fantastic French boutique playing, yep. but proper are playing. Okay, so it's a double bill, or the two of them are playing. Yes, it's a double yep. bill, and um, in December I was lucky enough to do some production work with Proper. Okay. At Pat Collier's studio, and was just blown away. I mean, I've been, I, I went to a couple of rehearsals before we did the recording, and they worked so hard, and the results are amazing. I yeah. think. Um, they did three tracks with Dave Cairns of Secret Affair, which are equally amazing, mm. and the three tracks that we did, I'm so pleased with. Yeah. I just had to stand there and watch them, basically. And is this for a new album or a new? I, I'm not sure. They, they're, they're thinking about releasing two EPs or maybe okay. doing another four tracks and making an album. Right. But um, really good quality stuff. Um, is this your first foray into production work? Uh, recently. I mean, I did stuff with Pope and I did yeah. stuff with The Way Out and The Rage. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but recently, yeah, very much yeah. so. Because I remember we saw, the, we saw Proper together a few times and we, you know. At the, especially at Albert's Club in Putney. Yes, you know, and and they are, they're they're playing a lot of gigs around London. Um, and and do you have a so so this is? Are you happy with the results of this then? Your production? I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, I, I'm just blown away how well it turned out. Oh, well, hopefully. And that's down to the quality of the songs and the playing. Do you have a standout track? One that you're particularly proud of? I think Sinister was the track that really hit me when we went to rehearsals. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear your pick of the songs from Proper, and this is Sinister.
And that was uh, Proper and Sinister, produced by none other than Buddy Ascot himself. Um, yeah, great. It sounds good. And they'll be playing at the Hand in Hand in Brixton on the 22nd of February, along with uh, French Boutique. And another band lined up to play at the Hand in Hand is The Rising, and they'll be playing there on the 27th of April with the theme. And here's a title track from their new LP, um, and this is going to be their new single. This is Are You Ready to Fly? The Rising and Are You Ready to Fly, the title track from their forthcoming album. 
Uh, and that actually was our... Oh, it's interesting news here. I heard from the singer uh, Tommy, and the album was recorded at the legendary Rockfield Studios in Monmouth in Wales. Wow. Um, where the flame by my colleague... Did you start doing a Welsh accent then? I, did I? He <laughs> said, in Wales. That must have... No, no, I'm sure we must be mistaken. <laughs> you know, no, it just comes out naturally. Um, but Rockfield obviously was where, you know, um, David... <laughs> Not Dave Edwards, Dave, Dave Edmonds. Edmonds. Sorry, we took about 33 takes to get that right. Not yeah. David was the DJ. Dave Edmonds, a rock pile, <laughs> Nick Lowe, etc., produced many bands. And my colleague, rock photographer Paul Slattery, uh, spent time down there, you know, photographing the Flaming Groovies in the, in the 70s and also the Damned when they were producing the Black Album down there. He's got some great... Which I think he were survived. On the CD. He survived photographing, photographing the dam. Photographing the dam, he did. In fact, he had Dave Vaney on a horse. I'm not <laughs> sure I had to take <laughs> that. <laughs> expression. He photographed Dave Vaney on a horse in Rockfield Studios. And you check yeah. out the CD of the Black Album. A live horse? Yeah. A real horse? Yeah, the mom, it was a farm, wasn't it? You know, and he, yeah, and but to get the horse into the studio... It was, no, he was in the... <laughs> 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 anyway, but check out the Black Album CD. Did he say I feel a, I feel a, a little horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. So that's a great record. And also, it was um, this is interesting. Right? It was engineered by um, Tim Lewis, which you might know as Five Horse Andra from the Julian Cope band and Spiritualized. No, and I'm a big fan of Julian Cope, so this yeah. is great. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the, the whole album by The Rising because it all ticks all the boxes. Wow. It's a great track. And, and that's going to be out on Detour Records, our friend Dizzy Holmes, um, a great record label as well. Um, Indeed. And uh, so The Rising. And next up we have Dave's Doors of Perception, and here's a track from their new album, Apophenia. And this is Tear Down the Sky.
That was Dave's Doors of Perception and Tear Down the Sky from their LP Apophenia. And do you know what that means, buddy? No, no idea. No? Giving him a bit of shock on that. Is it something to do with sleep? Well, it's a tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaning between unrelated things. So the experience of seeing patterns or connections in random or meaningless data. So I guess if you see patterns in the sky, like clouds or that. So it's a pretty psychedelic way out. It's not like doing the final round of Only Connect. <laughs> pretty much, or taking a lot of drugs. Oh, good at that, yeah, which, yeah. Probably, which, you know, I think Dave's Doors of Perception, not saying that they take a lot of drugs. But I think we shared a stage with them at, in Stepney, the George Tavern. I think they played with the Fallen Leaves a couple think, of years ago. Yeah, I think ago. they must have done that. I, see, yeah. Dave, I mean, Dave is, is a great supporter. He comes out to a lot of our gigs and that. Great guy. And it's a really good album. You know, really great psychedelic record. And I uh, recommend... Uh, getting hold of a copy of that and next up we've got another new track this is the reverberations and a song from their new album changes which is out on the swedish record label beluga records and here's a fantastic song this is a dream capture and a track called Dreamcatcher from their new album Changes which is out now on the excellent Swedish label Beluga 
And we saved the best until last, everybody. We've, uh, I'm proud to announce that we've got an exclusive and unreleased Fall on Leaves track. And this is um, taken from your forthcoming album, Live at the Hope and Anchor. So, buddy, um, spill the beans, tell us all about it. Yep, finally, uh, my recording debut after three years. Um, it's the show that we recorded at the Hope and Anchor last March. Hopefully it will be out by this March. There's been a mix and a remix, but we're really pleased with it now, and um, I'm really excited about finally being on vinyl. And oh, is it going to be a vinyl release, is it? It's well? going to be on vinyl initially, right. then maybe a CD later, yeah. um, but I think for the first few months it will be on a beautiful heavyweight vinyl. Yeah, That'd be good. Well, we can't wait. I mean, I was there at that gig where you recorded it. It's yeah, what a fantastic ago. night, eh? It was a great night, you know, and um, I'm, I'm excited, and we've, we're going to play play you out with a little track but before then I'd just like to say thanks for to everybody for listening and thank you buddy for joining me today you're very welcome thanks for having me uh, it's good to talk to you and hear about what you've been up to and don't forget if you check out um, retromanblog.com we'll put a feature up where you, with all the links to all the bands that we've featured and there's no point going through each link one by one so we'll, we'll put a feature up where you can get links to all the record companies or the bands and gigs that are, that are happening uh, so the, the books and everything there'll be all the links where you can click on and, and, uh, and spend your money and uh, we hope you do uh, support the bands and, and what's been going on in the scene and um, hope to see you at the Half Moon Putney on this Saturday February the 9th and I'm looking we've been to the Half Moon today for a swift half and Faye Hallam features on their February March listings which is great it's a shame in a way that the gig is so early in February because that's going to be there all of February March Faye Hallam's on the cover so we appreciate the Half Moon doing that it's a great, great picture it's a great photo isn't it yeah. and um, that, that's all good news so uh, it's going to be a great night and we look forward to seeing you unfortunately buddy you'll be the other end of the country but <laughs> things happen and uh, well thanks very much indeed so um, to play us out we've got an exclusive track um, which one have you picked? I've picked one of my favourite songs to play which is My Phantoms Fantastic. Well, thanks, buddy, and uh, thanks, everybody. This is The Fallen Leaves from their forthcoming Live at the Hope and Anchor album, and this is My Phantoms.
Can you hear me, Mom? Let's